Hello, everyone, and welcome to Behind the Walls. I'm your host, Lauren Springman, and on this podcast, we'll be informed, entertained, and educated on everything in the real estate industry. I'd like Mm. to introduce our guests today. Their names are Tara and Israel, and they are with the Flores team. Welcome. How are you guys? Thank you. Good. We're doing good. How are you? So far, so good. And you guys are husband and wife, correct? I believe so. (laughs) <laughs> Maybe we, we should go look at the sort of. <laughs> <laughs> you are our first husband and wife couple. Yay! Ooh. So <laughs> exciting. So, how long have you been a team? Did you go? Okay, yeah. so I guess I should ask this. So, did you start separate and then decide to decide decide to go together, or yeah. um? Okay, you can. Yeah, we started separately. So we were actually buyer's agents on another team. Israel started first. Um, He started back in 2011. Mm -hmm. And then I joined and he was on a large team. And then I joined the team in 2015, uh, both buyer's agents. And then in 2018, we went on our own. And is it just you two or do you have other people on your team? We have one admin. Okay. So she does. So who's your, so um, Tara, you said earlier, you're the listing agent in Israel. You do more of the buying. Correct. That's correct. Okay. Mm-hmm. How, who how who won the twin cost in that one? <laughs> I she doesn't like driving around and and. I think just our personalities <laughs> a bit better. Um, he has a lot more patience than I do. Buyers take a lot more time, and um, and I do I do service buyers as well, uh, but mostly we focus on uh, I focus on listings and he focuses on the buyers. So all the leads that come through to me as buyers. They go to him and he can he can drive them around and, and take them through all of that fun process. Yeah, I think it's great, though, because, you know, sometimes people's personalities like I always think I mean, like, I would like to be an agent and I think it'd be cool to be a buyer's agent and, you know, go to all the houses. And then sometimes I'm like, you know, I don't know if I could handle a lot of people's personality. <laughs> it's definitely not in like a mean way. It's just like I can't hide it. Like my facial expressions, like some people can be like in their head saying stuff. Right. And no one could tell. It is not better with the marketing and presentation on houses and stuff like that. What was that? I'm sorry. What was that? Oh, she's better at the how at the marketing and yeah. presentation and listings and stuff like that. So hey, I think, I think that's great. It works you, out. Yeah, for sure. Utilize each other's strengths. That's right. That's how two birds with one yeah, two birds with one stone. <laughs> so how how have you guys been super busy? We, I'm, I'm so now I'm curious which one of you is more busy. I know you probably use are both busy, but um, right now it's with the market being sort of challenging we're, we're both probably equally, we kind of, it kind of goes in waves. So okay. sometimes I'll be heavy with buyers and then it kind of dies down and then she'll be heavy with listings. So yeah, it kind of goes in waves. Does she help you out? What to, how to negotiate no, with other listings? <laughs> she never helps me. With never. That. You know what? I'm not going to believe that at all. <laughs> Of course. I mean, there are things, you know, it's really nice sometimes um, if he needs something and he's out and about showing a house and he'll just say, Hey babe, can you do this for me? And I'm like, yes, I can actually. That's sweet. But I bet you it does help though, having one, your wife as the listing agent, because we just did a podcast um, earlier this morning and he was saying how um, three months ago when he was um, negotiating for his client to buy a house, all of that is totally different now. Like the process is totally different with everything that's going on. So it's great to have someone like your right-hand man to be there to keep you up to, you know, par with it. We definitely, I ask him questions, you know. Yeah, uh, I mean, vice versa. 
But and, and vice versa, right. he asked questions to me, you know, what would you do here? And right. what what is if as a buyer's agent and I have a listing, what are you looking at? You know, what what do you think your buyers would think? So yes, for sure. We we play off of that. Unless I'm negotiating against her on the <laughs> same property and then she's just mean. So. Yeah. I mean, I would be too if I were. <laughs> Don't close you your eyes look, at night. You got to look out for your clients. I, I know, right? <laughs> I have True. <laughs> How do you guys handle that? It doesn't come up too often, but we have it. We've had it come up a couple of times. Um, we honestly treat it like any other any other deal. And we tell we tell the clients that look, obviously we're husband and wife, but you know if if, if we give them the option of assigning a different agent, but sometimes they just they want to do it that way, and we're like, okay. And we just let them know, hey, even though we're husband and wife, everything is still separate. We have our separate files, et cetera. And, and we, we take that very seriously when it comes to servicing our clients. Yeah, I think that's something really like big to, I just like, it just popped in my head. I'd like to, to like put that out there that you guys do when it does happen. Mm -hmm. No matter what, when it comes down to a contract, you're the buyer's agent, you're a listing right. agent, period. It's not like, oh, well, either way, I'm still going to get some kind of, you know what I mean? Like you guys yeah. still care about your clients. Absolutely. Yep. 100%. Yeah. Our marriage comes second. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> that kind of hurt a little bit. <laughs> He's like, I'm going to take the rest of the day I mean? off. <laughs> we have gotten into some heated kind of deals before. <laughs> okay. So now I'm going to play. I, I just thought of a game. What is, who is it? Is it harder to be a buyer's agent or a listing agent? At this time in the market right now. Well, right now, a buyer's agent for sure. Just because, I mean, it's hard on listing agents too, because it, I mean, yes, the market's good, but it's almost too good and challenging because, you know, if someone wants to sell and they have nowhere to go, they feel they can't, then they won't list their property. So uh, we need more listings. Um, on the buy, but on the, I think on the buying side, is, is a bit more challenging. And I've been, this, I've been a buyer's agent for 10 years. So I've been through this, through the, the ups and downs. Ups and downs. And this is by far the the biggest seller's market that, that I've ever seen. Um, and so it's it's very competitive. So it's harder. You got to tell your buyers, hey, you know, just bluntly kind of and say, hey, if you really want to house hunt right now, this is what you got to do and, and set proper expectations, you know, because yeah. they're not, not going to get a deal right now, more, more likely. Right. On the, side, on the listing side, sorry, I interrupted. You have to set your clients up that expectation too. Like, I was just going to ask. This is going to be overwhelming. And so this is how I, I handle that. You know, I've done, I've sold a few houses in this market and I just know how this is going to work. And this is how we're going to, we're going to kind of control the situation as much as we can. And this is how we're going to do it. So how does it like feel for us? So I guess this would be for Tara, for a listing agent to have all of these um, contracts coming in and bids how do you figure out for your seller which one is the best one? Just money-wise, or is there other things that go into it? Oh, honestly, I'm just thinking things. about like if I'm selling my house, I'll take the highest bid. You know what I mean? But, yeah, and there's there's different factors that come into play for that for sure, for sure. And I always tell my sellers, you know, the highest offer isn't always the best one, but I'm very honest and and I I'm here to advise them, not really make the decision for them. So mm -hmm. you know, I lay out all the offers for them, and then they they get to choose which one is best for them. So. What are other components that go into them picking? Um, financing for sure okay. asking and financing those those two are the the big ones right um you know you're looking at different kinds of the fha the conventional all those va veteran yeah but you know some sellers that i've had sellers that don't take the highest ones are like you know what we're, we're not really looking to take the 
take the highest one. We I'm going with this one because it just seems more appropriate for them and what they're trying oh, to do. That's awesome. Buyer motivation. I mean, we you've had offers before where the buyers haven't even looked at the house yet, but it being a crazy market, they're just submitting an offer. And I'm like, no, 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 no. And you so have it, to look at the house first. So it, it gets kind of, you know, are they gonna flake out? And it's and then sure enough, it, it's happening. You know, so I was gonna say that's that's a good point. So they put an offer in. So like, correct me if I'm wrong. They put an offer in before they even look at the house in person. Right. right. And then they go to the house in person and they're like, no, never mind. I don't want to do it. Right. And then they exactly. end up back in the house. Right. As a person that has sold a home before, that is not nice. <laughs> last one, it happened three times. And it's not, not everyone is that they didn't see the home. It was just, they kept, they, they'll, they'll grab onto it, put it in our contract to get it. And then they're like, they'll find something else or they'll, you know, they'll, whatever happens and they'll just back it's, out of it. We call it catch and release on the buying side <laughs> because it's, it's, yeah, the market's so crazy that the buyer's like, let me just get it. Let me just secure the contract. And then I can kind of decide, you know, and that's not always the best way to do it. I don't advise buyers to do that, but sometimes that's what they do. You know? And would, would they do an option period with that? Yep. And then if they say, if, um, if they say, if they back out before the option period's over, then they get their earnest money back, right? Right. That's right. Mm -hmm. Okay. So they're really only losing the option fee. Okay. I mean, in this market, you know, I tell buyers, look, the market is what it is. You know, it's, it's super competitive. So when we're looking at houses, if it's not a hell yes, then just don't go for it. Right. Because you don't, in this market, you're going to, it's probably going to bid up, not every property, but it's, you know, whether it's going over asking or you have to present stronger terms. So don't settle. I'd rather you just go all out on a house that you're like, oh yeah, this is the one instead of, well, kind of sort of like, and I guess I'll buy something because there's something else, you know, just. Right. So, okay. So then this question is for you then when you're, um, you just mentioned, um, over like, you know, overprice, um, bidding overprice. How does that work? Because what if the house isn't appraised for, do they have to get that money out? Do they have to give like the extra um, 20 grand in cash to the lender or? Yeah. Um, and so we cover that. Um, if when I run comps, you know, my job is to say, Hey, look, the house is at 250, for example, you know, huh. I think we could go up to 258 and it would still price based on the comps. Appraisers are taking into account um, the market conditions. So we've had actually most of most of our appraisals that are over on the listing and the buying side come in fine. And so buyers, I mean, appraisers are taking into account that that uh, the market's doing what it's doing. You know, the comps from three six, three months ago or six months ago are different than they are now. It's just you know, um, especially earlier in the year when the comps they're pulling were maybe from the year before. So, but yeah, okay. the, the buyers would have to come out. Um, and I've had some buyers that really wanted a house and they'll waive that appraisal. So normally, this is what I tell the buyers. Normally, if it, look, if it doesn't appraise, we're 10 grand over asking price. If it doesn't appraise, option A is always to ask the seller to come down. Option B is to negotiate it. Maybe seller comes down half, you, you make up the other half, which would be another, you know, making up the difference on the down payment. Mm -hmm. uh, or option C, neither party has to do anything and we can terminate and, and walk away. Um, but I've had some buyers that really wanted the house and want to make their offer strong and go like, look, I'm willing to come out of pocket the full amount. So I'm just going to waive the appraisal. So but then they, they don't have as much equity in the house. It'll take longer. Yeah. Yeah. Right? I mean, depending if it didn't appraise. And like I said, we've been fortunate enough that most of them have appraised, at least on my end, most of my buyers have been over asking price. And so. Okay. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. That is like so mind boggling. Like I'm trying to like 
You guys are good at this. <laughs> um, where do you mainly focus at? Is it just Sugarland? Do you go all over the we're, Houston area? We're Fort Bend mainly. When we we specialize in Fort Bend, so we do all the way from North Katy to Fresno, right, and and Richmond, Rosen, City, Richmond, Rosen. Rosenberg, Missouri City, all of that. Um, okay. We do. I I just sold one in Tomball, so on the listing side, I yeah. do. I do listings anywhere usually, um, and him as well. I think on the buying side, we I tend to go further out. So as long as we feel we can service the client properly, mm -hmm. then, you know, um, like I referred one out, one out that was just way. It would it would take me an hour to go see each house, and in this market, like you have to see the house that day. So right, it wasn't feasible. But I sold. I sold a beach house in Galveston. I've been in Pearland, Tomball, Woodland. So on okay. the buying side, it, I tend to go further out. You know. Okay. Uh, I live out in Folsher. Yeah. Oh yeah. You guys Folsher. ever come out to Folsher area? We do all that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's a new neighborhood out here. Is it not a lot of people? Uh, yeah. Know. Is it Gal Banbrook or something? Banbrook and Polo Ranch? Okay. What's the other so, one? Polo Ranch. It's actually I'm leasing my house here. I I used to live across the street in um, Fullbrook on Folsher Creek, but then. Yeah. Got a divorce and moved over here. Um, and with being a stay-at-home mom, I wasn't able to get a loan because it my job is salary and commission, and you guys know how all that goes. Um, but yeah, so if your clients are looking to live out here, it has very um reasonable price homes, very oh. like it's low nice. twos, high, high nine, high ones to like mid threes. So Oh, awesome. Yeah, I showed one up there. We um, it was multiple offer situation. Of course, uh, it was in is Banbrook, I believe. It was. Banbrook is actually, and I will say, my girlfriend who's went through the same industry that I did at the same time, she bought a house in Banbrook, but she's a teacher, and so she was. Um, I think Banbrook is going to have better resale. Mm -hmm. And what I've noticed is, I think Polo, and I could be completely wrong, but I feel like a lot of investors are coming in here and buying the home because I think there's like literally four people on my street that are leasing these homes so i think a lot of investors are coming in and buying them because they're cheaper right they're nice but they're just you know cheaper and so it's like less upkeep for them right. um but then there's a new elementary going in down the road too from west lakes called morgan elementary so they're splitting up huggins ah, cool. mm -hmm. just a little tidbit if you guys need any other information just let me know <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot it looks like there's a lot of inventory out here but i don't know if it's people who have already Inventory is even a little bit better. Is um, it? We we track numbers. We have our assistant that tracks numbers, our months of inventory, and it's been creeping up. I mean, it's not like so. Normally, we have what what's normal, like three months of inventory, at least three. Yeah. Meaning, if nothing else were to come on the market, how much how much time would it take to sell all that all of that inventory? Normally, we we have about three months. So it would okay. take three months to clear out all inventory if no new homes came on the market. And in Fort Bend, we're at point. Eight, I think less than a month. So if nothing else came on the market. It would take less than a month to sell everything. I believe coming. it. When we moved Which down, insane, so. yeah. When we moved from McKinney down to here in 2013, we lived in Cross Creek. Our whole street was inventory. Literally, it was brand new street, and um, the whole our whole cul-de-sac was inventory. And there was only like three or four um, model homes right off of Fry there. But yeah, and now because we literally walked up and down the street and looked at every house, which at the end of the day, they were the one side of the street had the same layouts as the other side of the street, just the, um, what is it? Elevation. Yeah. yeah elevation. It was Very different, good. but um, <laughs> thank you. I'm learning. <laughs> it's taking me a little bit, but yeah. So um, what's the best part of your job? 
besides getting to see your lovely husband and lovely wife every single second of 24 hours. I go home and she's, she's there. And then I come and work. It's amazing. How do you guys do that? But for real, how do you, you guys actually, you have to, you have to actually like each other. We do happy hour every Friday. Just on Fridays. I mean, well, I mean, technically I'm just joking. I'm not joking. We we, we balance each other out pretty well. And sometimes I'm running around. And so, you know, it's, we're doing our own thing, even though we, we do have an office here in, in at KW. So, um, but we're, sometimes we're just going opposite directions. Yeah. I think the best part about my job and he can speak for himself, but, um, it is that the, um, what I put into it is what I make, right? So if I'm putting in a lot of work, I'm making my own money or, or we're making our own money. Um, mm-hmm. That There's no ceiling to it. If I don't work really hard, I know I'm not going to make money. So it's just kind of that, um, I don't know how to put it. Mentality. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to work really hard and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make my own money. Heck yeah. <laughs> then you can go and get like, you know, like facials and <laughs> yeah. splurge Another, once in a while. Another thing is that, you know, we kind of control our own calendar. So um, I'm a little bit more flexible. I mean, we we do work a lot, so I could be working at nine o'clock at night. I'm not really good at night, so I try not to do that. However, I I still have some time where I can do school function things with my children. So how many kids do you guys have? We have a six-year-old, he'll be seven in a couple of weeks and we have a 17-year-old. So when my young, my older one was growing up, I worked the eight to five job and I was never able to do, you know, like the PTO and, and the things like that, that I really think were important for him. I never got to do that. Mm-hmm. So now, now I'm able to do that with the, with the little one and with him as well. So, yeah, that's awesome. I, my job's like, I'm able to do that. My the company is amazing. They're like very um, flexible. And uh, I mean, I still work like the nine to five, but if I have to go pick up my kid because she's sick from school or if they have like on the, last year, it didn't matter because we couldn't do anything, but if they had like a program for like a 30 minute program, they'd be okay. I would just, you know, even it out somehow. So that's really good. Um, that's really nice that you guys are able to do that and work like that. Yeah, because I did the corporate thing and I was like, mm, I'm making money for somebody else. I could be making money for myself. Why am I not doing that? So I, I Right. That and somebody else is telling you what to do and how to do it and micromanage. And- yes, yes, yes. Yeah. So that's the best part about my job. What about you guys? Um, other than seeing my beautiful wife <laughs> every day. There we go. I like that. Keep on going. <laughs> uh, no, I, so we came from the hospitality business. We we're both in the restaurant business for a long time. And so our, oh, those our, hours are probably worse than these hours. <laughs> yes, they were. Uh, and so we, I think that's how we run our business. Um, we focus on relationships. And so, yeah. and I mean, we've, we've had some clients that, you know, first time buyers, um, some clients that we've known for years. Now we go to their barbecues, we go to their family. That's awesome. And so, uh, that's really nice when we, you know, have a relationship besides just a transaction, I guess. Yeah. It's nice that you guys would click like that on a different level than just a business one. Right. Yeah. What's the craziest thing you guys have seen in a house? Um, I can't think of anything crazy that I've seen in a house. However, I did have one lady that I showed forever and I showed her condos and I showed her, I mean, we, I showed her for probably a year and she was terrified of opening a door and seeing what was in the closet. (laughs) And so now every time I show homes, I always, I'm like, I'm going to open this door. What's in the closet. Every time she has that ingrained in my head. (laughs) So I haven't, I can't remember if there's anything crazy that I've seen. (laughs) He has a lot. 
shown a lot of houses. That's funny that you, so before you go, that's funny. I was going to bring Mike. Mike, I feel like all agents have issues with closets. <laughs> yeah, that's like a recurring thing when we ask this question. It's always something about the closets. Yes. <laughs> yes, we had one, a guy walked out. He was a, it was a vacant home. He, she was like walking around and he walked out of the closet with a backpack on, right, Mike? Yeah. And just he kept on going. Out. <laughs> then another closet. There's they have like to my scare to my to my uh, yes <laughs> this other closet they opened the door and they had boxes and boxes of Trojan condoms just <laughs> up against the wall they're like and it was like columns <laughs> and I was like okay <laughs> so yeah I've, we've heard a lot about um, closets yeah. I was like well at least they came out right oh, sorry that was bad <laughs> no good closet story no okay I any have, other good I, so I've had one where. You know, we always have to make an appointment to view a house, of course. And so, you know, always we ring the doorbell, even if we have, have an appointment. Uh, hey, realtor, you know, just to make sure. And we're looking at the house, and I hear uh, someone in the master bedroom or in the bedroom upstairs, rather. And I'm like, hello, hello. And then we realized it was the teenager with this girlfriend that wasn't supposed to be home. And then so we quickly left. You know, we didn't see anybody, but we're like, all right, time to go. So that was one. Um, oh, rough houses. Some really, really rough houses with like quarter type, you know. That just gives me it, my anxious, like my anxiety goes up. Yeah. I'm a huge into like labels and like organization. I would love to have my own organization company, but <laughs> <laughs> I organize just to reorganize. But <laughs> I know it's an issue. I'll have to go to a class for it or something, but I'm not a quitter, so I'm not going to. So <laughs> I'm not a quitter. Do you guys have any words of wisdom or advice for clients or agents? For clients or agents? Clients or agents. Um, I think for agents, you know, find your niche. Um, in real estate, you can do all kinds of different. We teach a lot of the classes here for new agents. And so Sounds we nice. cool. find your niche. You know, if you don't like code calling, you can do door knocking. If you don't like that, you can do open houses. So, um, Find what works for you. Like we do a lot of events. We love doing events. You know, that's kind of one of our lead generators. We had a pool party. I end a school pool party yesterday for our neighborhood. So um, for clients, um, listen to us sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Take our advice. But um, you guys know what you're talking about? Don't listen, don't listen to us sometimes. Listen to us all the all time. The time. Yeah. Well, I think for clients, and I've told this to buyers when they're interviewing other agents, I say, hey, even if you don't work with me, interview agent and ask, ask a lot of questions, you know, um, how do you work? When can I reach you and, and have those expectations? So we're never pressure pushy on anybody. And so um, I'll be honest, sometimes there's clients we're just not right fit and that's perfectly fine. Um, so I think for clients or people that are looking, um, it's a perfectly okay to interview some agents, ask a lot of questions and find someone that kind of fits your personality maybe, because that's sometimes important. So yeah. what do you think? I think that's good. There was somebody behind you. <laughs> um, okay. My kids. Yeah, it's okay. Um, so I would say for agents, um, whenever I, I would say continue giving back, like continue giving back to other agents, your knowledge and, sh you know, share your wisdom with other agents because it's tough being a new agent. It's tough being an agent in general. People say, you know, I'm going to get my real estate license. And I'm like, yeah, okay, good luck. You know, it, it's, it's have some it's, friends like that. 
<laughs> it's harder than you really think it is. So um, just to be successful, you've got to put in the work and, and really do it. It's not just an easy thing. Like I'm going to go show some houses today. It's just, it's not like that in reality. So you do have to put in the work and build the relationships and network and do those things. So um, for clients, it would definitely be listen to me. <laughs> I, I know, I know, you know, it's, uh, my sellers sometimes get really, really, um, emotional about their house, you know, anybody does. And so it's yeah. really hard to take that emotion out sometimes. And so I have to remind them, this is a business transaction. You know, you've got to take your emotions out of it. So, yeah. And that's really hard for me to do sometimes too, but I yeah. have to be here and say, you know what, this is business. Remember this is business and we just keep going. So we yeah, I mean like, oh, so we always have our clients' best interests. And so if you have an eight, whether it's any whoever's working with whatever agent, as if you truly believe that they have your best interest, then we're giving you the best advice that we can. You know, I feel like you guys, you should, you would have to have that trusting. I had one agent. I won't go on a tangent, and it was a long time. It was when we moved down here from um, McKinney, and we just picked a random person. I will never do that again. Yeah, it happens. Yeah. My ex yeah. negotiated everything. And your your agent your agent matters. It it really does. It matter. does. It for real does. And also about the whole, um, you know, oh, I'm just going to be a real estate agent. I just think I'm going to take the test. I had when I was a stay at home mom. I had like three or four three or four um, stay at home moms. They're like, yeah, I think I'm just going to be a real estate agent. And I was like, all right, you go you go have fun with that. And because I I have other friends who are agents, and I'm like, I don't know how you have time. Like I have two daughters. They're ten and nine. They're nineteen months apart. I don't know how they. It was not feasible. Um. Well. Long story short, they're not agents anymore. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't even think they sold anything. So, yeah, it's, it's good it's advice. As it looks, yeah. Well, yeah. I did that too when I left the restaurant business. Like we bought, we had bought our first house. I was like, that was pretty easy. I can do that. And right. So not knowing, and so it is a lot more work than you think. So yeah, it it, it always looks like it's always seems easier looking from the outside. From the outside looking in, you don't see like the backside of right. every, you know, the right. nitty gritty. That's yep. right. Well, thank you so much for being on the show today, guys. I really had a lot of fun and yeah, it was great. My first husband and wife. Yeah. Hilarious. Yay. No one can see you guys, but your faces were funny. <laughs> Not in like a bad way, but like in a good way. But anyways, <laughs> um, I hope everyone has a great day. And remember, if you're looking for a reliable inspection company, please check out our website at inspectorteam.com for Brian and Brian inspections. See you guys next time. Thank you. We thank love Brian you. and Brian. Thank you. Thank you.